This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I tend to do a lot of crying. I'm not a difficult crier. Oh. You can't be started, you'll see. We welcome you to this edition of the Tuesday People podcast. That was the voice of Maury Schwartz, the Maury of Tuesdays with Maury, the book that has inspired this podcast. I am Mitch Album, the author of that book. And I was sitting alongside Maury when he said that. Alongside me now is Lisa Goitsch, my friend and producer of the podcast. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Mitch. I'm alongside you, but I was actually almost really alongside you. We almost, almost were together. Yeah, you were in, in Detroit. In, yep. But I was like in Detroit. Ships in the I, just, night. <laughs> I just left this morning. Yeah. So um, you got back to the West Coast in time for the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's all right, uh, because uh, Zoom makes everything possible, and we might as well be. I couldn't actually be as physically close uh, to you as I am right now to the screen without without violating a bunch of laws. So uh, I think that, <laughs> I know. Uh, our faces are very way. close. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so as you could tell by the opening quote, today's show, we're going to focus on crying, crying, uh, a highly underrated emotion, I believe, even though people tend to associate crying with high emotion, being so upset that you have to cry, is so hysterical that you were crying, so sad that you were crying. We always tend to associate crying with an emotion that's so intense that you can't help but cry as if you're trying always to stop yourself from crying. And it's only the handful of times that you can't, that your emotions are so high, therefore so sad that you were crying, so grieving that you were crying, so miserable that you were crying, so shocking that you were crying. Maury had a different take on crying, and I think it's a healthier one. Maury saw crying as a normal, needed, necessary, natural, thinking of a lot of other (laughs) N-words, thing to do. And to to cry um, without shame, which is something that I think men have a big problem with. This is one of those things that we can talk all we want about. Men and women are all the same as we advance in society, but I'm sorry, in this area, they're just not. I'm sure it's probably a little bit of cultural, you know, just sort of how we're taught but it's, mm-hmm. I think, much harder for men to cry. And when they do cry, they're, they're, somewhat, they're, they're almost embarrassed by it. Listen to what Maury said about that. I would like to help a lot of people cry. I think it's a very important aspect of life, which we tend to be ashamed of, especially the males. When you see that second tape, you'll see me bawling on the screen. What kinds of things did you cry over before you got sick? Well, the biggest thing was my mother's death when I was eight years old. 
Mm-hmm. Now, now the reason that that's interesting is that Maury's mother died when he was eight, and he was still crying about it in his seventies. Mm-hmm. In his seventies, and wasn't ashamed of the fact that when he would think about it, he would cry. I remember a very seminal moment for me uh, with regard to crying. I cried as a kid, of course. Cried when I didn't get my way. Cried when, you know, I, I, I thought somebody was being mean or my parents were yelling too loud or something like that. And then I, I think I can say that come, uh, come my teenage years, I really didn't cry at all, except if maybe I got in some argument with my parents that just really went off the walls and I was so emotional, you know, I was screaming or they got mad at me. But I, if it was once or twice, it was a lot. And then my uncle, who I write about in Tuesdays with Maury, got sick with cancer, and I was very close to him, and I was living up with him at the time uh, in an apartment building just below his where he was with my aunt and their two little children. And I saw him uh, outside of his wife. I was the last person to see him alive. Uh, when at 4 o'clock in the morning, he had to be rushed to the hospital. He was yellow, and they woke me up to take care of the kids. And I came downstairs and, uh, and, and took care of the kids, and I walked him to the elevator, and he just looked so sick. And I didn't know what to say. I, I remember thinking that I may not see him again. I mean, is that possible? And I was only 22 years old, so I didn't really know what death was. And the elevator doors, I remember, started to close like something out of a movie. And I just said to him, don't worry, I'll take care of the kids, which in hindsight mm. might have been the best thing I could have said, but, but I— at the moment, I really didn't know anything else to say. And um, he died later that morning. Wow. And I remember uh, getting the news that he died, and I didn't cry. And I had to tell the kids that their dad had died, and that was where my focus was. And I remember the funeral, and I didn't cry. And I was thinking, what's the matter with me? I clearly loved this man. I, I loved him as much as I loved my father. Uh, he was the closest adult to me that I'd ever had in my life, with the exception of my dad. And I didn't cry. And about, gosh, I want to say four or five months later, I had moved out, and I was living in an apartment in the city of New York, going to school. And it was a Saturday morning, and I had a dream about him. And I woke up, and I started bawling. I mean, Mm. just uncontrollable crying. And I think now that it was everything that I had pent up that for some reason I just had told myself, you can't cry at this moment. You can't cry. You're going to see the kids. You can't cry because you're at the Mm. funeral. You can't cry. And it just, it was uncontrollable and it was wonderful. When Mm -hmm. I was finally done with it, it felt so cathartic. And that was my first lesson in like, don't hold back on crying if you can help it, because yeah. it's, it's, I don't mean to get religious here, but, you know, there aren't a lot of other animals that, that cry. I mean, there's some that weep and some that do have tears and all the rest of it, but it's an incredibly human thing to have those emotions, and God gave it to us for some reason. You know, he, he didn't give us his ability to cry to not use it, just as he didn't give us the ability to speak to be silent all day long. Mm-hmm. And I have since then tried to let myself cry uh, whenever possible. 
And I don't mean just because I was sad about something. As, as Maury points out, there are moments where you cry because you're just overwhelmed with the goodness of something. He gave an example of a woman who offered to pay for some medical equipment for him that he barely knew when he was dying from Lou Gehrig's disease. Here it is. And not only do I cry out of sorrow, however, I also cry out of deep, deep emotion. A friend came over yesterday, a person, another student, graduate student, very sweet young woman. She said, Maury, I don't want you not to be able to have what you need because you don't have enough money. I said, look, the machine we're talking about, machine that like Hawking uses, could be $10,000 or more, and they don't rent them. And this woman is saying, she'll give me all the money I need. I know she's very wealthy, but I never was involved with her around her wealth. Well, the point I was making is, crying comes out of deep feeling. So in that case, he cried because he was so moved that this woman yeah. he didn't even really know that well was willing to help him. And that's a really good kind of crying too. Have you had that emotion where um, something so inspiring, something so good, so purely good happens or someone does to you that you just start crying out of appreciation? Uh, like just about every day. Every day? <laughs> yeah. You're on the polar I, opposite side of this conversation, I, aren't you? I, I'm the polar opposite. I cry out of joy. I cry when somebody does something nice for me. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when other people cry. And I really cry when men cry. Mm. You know, like when I see a man cry, it really gets me. And I think it's because I know it's harder for men to let loose than it is for women. And I always feel that when I see a man cry, it's really something like something is really hurting them. You know, right. I just yeah. went through that with my dad while I was home. My dad is 99 and he's ill right now. And uh, he was kind of going in and out of delirium at the hospital. And it was a little freaky for us because he had not, he's never had this issue. You know, right. he's been, his mind has been razor sharp up until like two days ago. And, uh, and he was bringing up all these stories from years ago, spanking my sister for stealing a 39 cent comb and I hit her too hard. And why did I hit her that hard? Mm. And he was sobbing like, like where his nose was running and his mouth was all full of spit. And from something that happened, I'm not kidding you, my sister's 60 some, it was over 60 years ago. And, and it just hit him now, you know, and he lost it, just lost it. And it really that I mean, I'm going to cry right now just thinking about it. It really like tore it tore me up, you know, and that was only one example uh, in the last right. three days of stuff I saw. I but can't. It, it's but hard. Isn't it's, that interesting that your father has kept that memory as a regret yeah. and it obviously bothers him so much over the years. He's thought about it so much that when it finally comes up. He cries about it, even though I don't yeah. think he cried about it at the time. And this is what I mean. Like, there's something that 
there's something inside of us that memories and regrets and sorrows sort of drop down into this well and mm-hmm. they push the water up from the well and when it finally reaches the top it comes gushing out of you i think this happens with women way 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 easier than it does with men but you're right when it does happen with men it's big when when our little girl died uh, chica um uh, i i didn't cry i i teared up a lot when she was sick mm-hmm. i teared up in all kinds of moments I could feel like crying coming, uh, mm-hmm. but then then it's 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 almost it's such an unsatisfying feeling to be on the verge of crying and not cry. Yeah, and I would encourage anybody if you are on like the verge of crying, it's like on the verge of throwing up. Get it over with, you know. know. Stick the finger down the throat, whatever it takes, <laughs> because you will be so much better off when you finally cry. But I didn't for whatever reason. I couldn't. I was angry. I was angry at fate and God and doctors. I hated every one of them for uh, making Chica have to have to sleep in this little bed with a with a monitor on her all the time and 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 oxygen and us having to put this tube down her throat and, and me having to like suction this goop out of her chest just to get her to keep taking another breath. And when she died, ah, uh, sad. When she died, um, I we did you know she was haitian and we had some haitian women with us and they did a traditional they sort of clean clean the body and make sure she looks beautiful and she was in a beautiful little dress and then and i that was here ca- in the united states here in right the states yes yeah. and uh, then i had to carry her uh, from our bedroom to the front door um where out on the and then out the porch and down to the driveway where the people from the funeral parlor you know were waiting Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I had to give. I had. To, I can't. I can't even tell it without tearing up here now. But I had to um, hand her over, and uh, that was that. Just did oh. it, and uh, she. She. You know, they took her from me, and I just remember they were very quick they shut the door and they drove and i fell to my knees on the oh. uh concrete of our driveway i can still feel the 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 stones hitting my knee oh. and uh and then i started crying i started howling so much howling oh, that my, my i think my, my wife was worried <laughs> that because she never heard those <laughs> noises coming out oh. of me and uh and i just and but that was really the first time now my wife cried Uh, all the time throughout the process and and then but i it just it just built up and it's it's not good to let it build up like that you know you 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 really should let it out and it it is it, it it like i said before god gave us this ability to cry so that we can get something that's inside of us out uh, and it's even a cleansing. Though, a yeah. cleansing, exactly. There's a reason that it's water, and and uh, it's not that things feel better when you're done. Like, oh, now the, now I'm not grieving anymore, or now I'm not sad anymore. It just feels like you have acknowledged it. And I think that there's yeah. a um, there's a certain sadness that exists in not acknowledging your sadness, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. There's a mm-hmm. block. It's like a piece of concrete or something that yeah. that you know. As long as you don't cry, 
that's a sadness in and of itself. It's and, and I remember the voice in my head saying, Why can't I cry? Why don't I cry? Why mm-hmm. aren't I crying? And and that's just a bigger frustration, you know, than the actual crying. And when it finally yeah. came out, it was it was every it was every primal howl that I had against that terrible, Aww. terrible occurrence. And I hope nobody ever has to go through that. I know the world will continue to do it, but I wish if I could change probably one thing in the world, I would say no child should, no parent should ever bury a child. It should just, it should be some law that, you know, you have to live until your parents aren't here anymore. (laughs) You know, Uh, you have to outlive your parents. But the point of it, I don't mean to sadden anybody and I don't mean to bring anybody down, but the point of it is, is that crying is, is a natural reaction to so many things. On the other hand, on the other hand, I have been at our orphanage in Haiti, where uh, one time I didn't even know what day it was, either on a Sunday, and all of a sudden the kids came out and uh, they all came over to me and they all started handing me cards. And I'm thinking like, okay, mm. what did I forgot? I gave them a, an assignment or something. I must have given them an assignment. Um and they're giving me these bent, you know, they make cards out of crayons and stuff like that, you know. And here, Mr. Mitch, here, Mr. Mitch, here, Mr. Mitch. Okay, okay, okay. And I was collecting them, but I wasn't looking at them because they were, they were just mm-hmm. coming at me. And finally, I looked down at them, and the first one said, Happy Father's Day. Aww. And I didn't know that it was Father's Aww. Day. And they had Aww. all drawn these beautiful cards. And inside, some of these messages were, you know, Mr. Mitch, happy Happy Father's Day. I'm paraphrasing, but you know, you are you are my father to me. You know, and I don't Aww. have I don't know my real father, but you I have one because I have you and things like. And I, oh, boy. I was definitely crying during that. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, but oh, it wasn't the same. Would... You know, it wasn't the same crying as when Chica died and my uncle died. But it was crying just the same, and it was just as cleansing as you said such a good word lisa it was just as cleansing to say this is happiness yeah this is happiness coming out of me uh in such a pure natural way that it takes Mm -hmm. a form and the form is tears the form is Mm -hmm. moisture you don't think of happy we think of happiness as a feeling but there's actually it can take a form it can take a form of little yeah. beads of water coming out of your eyes and dripping down your cheeks and that's a miraculous thing and something that we should celebrate absolutely celebrate on oops the podcast join me comedian Giulio Gallerati as i examine everyday life the mistakes the bad decisions the goals the jokes the social engagements and all things in between i'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant ryan lynch various other comedians for witty candid and intoxicating conversation our listeners love oops for sophisticated banter aka your mom could listen and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals you can find every episode of the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or youtube so there's that kind of crying, which is the crying of, of um, appreciating joy. You know, yeah. we, you read about people who were just, they were so overwhelmed by the kindness they cried. They were so overwhelmed by a sunset that they cried. Mm-hmm. They were so overwhelmed by beauty that they cried. They were so overwhelmed when somebody told them that they loved them that they cried. By the way, that sounds like you, yeah. as I'm saying it like every day, right? It's me. Yeah. The sun sets, uh, somebody tells you made, they love you. Yeah. It, it did. It made me think of, we were in Antigua 
whenever it was, the last time people could travel a couple of years ago, and we had to let these the the turtles hatch, you know, every year. And the, the the scientist people brought them to the beach to let out, and they let us people that were on the beach take some of the turtles out to the water. Mm-hmm. And the little tiny turtles are flapping their little things, and right. oh my god, I was I bawling, like, <laughs> <laughs> or flapper flippers, or yeah, whatever okay. they are. Uh, and they were, I was bawling, like I don't know these turtles. I just met them. It wasn't yeah. like my pet, and I was letting it go off somewhere. Right. Right. These were little. St- turtles and it was just nature and it was so beautiful and i'm like i'm taking part in this big thing and by the way they come back in like something crazy like 30 years they'll come back to nest on that exact beach Hmm. and they go all the way to like canada it's crazy it's like it's it's but it was i thought this is this big giant part of nature and here i am one little part of it i get to put these turtles in the water oh i'll think i'll cry right now thinking of it it's overwhelming sometimes overwhelming things make you cry right right and again don't be ashamed of that. That that's fine. It's good. It's natural. And once you do it, take a moment after you finish crying to sort of think about what just happened. It's a it's a miraculous sort of human moment. You were so overwhelmed with an emotion, even if that emotion is is sadness or grief mm-hmm. or fear. Um, you were so overwhelmed by that emotion that your body produced tears and um Mm -hmm. it's something to observe as as maurice did many times over because he would allow himself time to cry every day for his circumstance to be dying from lou gehrig's disease and then he would say okay that's it i'm not going to cry anymore but he didn't Mm -hmm. discourage himself from crying he didn't say i'm not crying anymore for this ever he gave himself time every single day to cry he kind of allowed himself the permission to cry and then looked at it listen i was bawling I went back and analyzed why I was crying. Right. That's what I mean by detachment. Right. You can be in an experience, then step outside and look at it. Right. And that's, I think, the thing that's saving me from not being depressed, miserable, right. and ready to throw in the towel. Think about that mm. sentence. The thing that's saving him from not being depressed not being miserable, not ready to throw in the towel, is the ability Mm -hmm. to cry and then detach and look at that and say, okay, why was I crying over that? Most people say, I'm going to cry because I'm depressed. I'm crying because I'm miserable, because I'm going to throw in the towel. Here he's saying, that's the thing that's saving me from being depressed, miserable, or throwing in the towel is the fact that I could cry. So it is cathartic. It is cleansing. It is normal. It is human. And soothing too. Soothing Mm -hmm. and and yeah, sometimes not when you're losing somebody, obviously, because you it just that pain never goes away. But if you're just sad at something or a lot of circumstances have been building up and you just wanna, you know, kind of get it out and and, and, and just have a good cry, as they say, a good cry. It's a, it's an interesting, mm-hmm. it's almost like an oxymoron, right? We think there's no such thing as a good cry because if you're crying, then things are bad. But that's not true. There is such a thing as a good cry. Oh, yeah. And a good cry that cleanses your system and makes you realize, you know what I think it is, Lisa? It makes you realize that you are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And at least for a guy, to know that you are vulnerable to the point that you can cry is actually a strength once you see it all the way through. 
that very thing oh, yeah. that you were fearing. Uh, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to let myself cry. I'm not going to cry. Once it happens and you realize, wow, that's, I, I feel kind of cleansed by that. I feel more natural by that. I, I, you know, I can do that. And now I can, now I'm, now I feel stronger. It is a strength. It is a strength mm-hmm. to be able to let yourself cry and, and face your oh, own emotions yeah. because then you're being honest with yourself. I yeah, was, this yeah. really bothers me. This really mm-hmm. bothers me. And uh, this really hurts me. This really saddens me. And so much so that I'm crying. So, um, yeah, don't hold back on tears. Don't hold back on what is an absolutely natural emotion. And when in doubt, contact Lisa because she does it every day. When in <laughs> doubt, tell. cry it out. Yeah. That's what I say, Mitch. <laughs> when in doubt, cry it out. When in doubt, cry it out. <laughs> All right. Well, it's good advice, and you can hear Maury had much to say on the subject. I always appreciate talking to you about these lessons learned at my old college professor's bedside and, and, and chair side, and um, we hope that you find some value in them as well. If you like what you heard, you can go to our website and find out more uh, at wetuesdaypeople.com. You can see all the previous discussions, previous shows, get involved in some of the chats with some of our wonderful listeners. Alongside Lisa Goich, this is Mitch Album saying we will see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.